You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely, lovely friends. It is so good to have you here. If you are new around here, thanks for joining me. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share to the podcast so you are up to date when new episodes come out. This also helps with SEO. And of course, if you are a recurring Refined Hippie Podcast listener, welcome back and thank you so much for joining me again today. This episode is something I am super passionate about sharing, which I guess I'm passionate about sharing everything that I put on here. And I pretty much say that every time because I'm excited. I am so excited to talk about this subject of modern medicine and how we got to the current paradigm of thinking that pills are going to save us (laughs) and that science is going to save us. Vaccines are going to save us. Uh, synthetic man-made materials are going to save us and chemicals are going to save us. Guess what? They're not. (laughs) Um, but I'm here to tell you all about it. And then you can come up with your own conclusion with the information that I am presenting you. I will preface all of this by saying, I think that modern medicine is amazing for certain ailments. I've said this before on different episodes. I've said it on my Instagram. Yes, it's amazing. I hope to gosh that somebody will take me to the hospital if I get in a car wreck or if I break a leg. I would love for someone to help me with that. I don't think that acupuncture is going to do it if I have a broken bone. However, when it comes to chronic disease and the lifestyle diseases that are plaguing our planet, especially this country, then no, I don't think modern medicine is good at all. A pill is not going to fix your issue, right? It's going to mask the problem. It's going to cover up those symptoms and create a whole nother host of problems that you probably have to take a pill for that. Um, And also never getting to the root cause of why your issue even began. But so we're, why are we here with this mindset, right? I will say that I, like many of us, grew up thinking just that. You go to the doctor for all your ailments. You have a sniffle, you go to the doctor. They give you a pill, you get better. I never had any clue, one, that there was a different way, two, that these drugs could possibly, possibly be imbalancing me more, and three that this system was created for money and for profit. Of course, a lot of us are realizing this now um, that yes, the medical system is a business at its core. They need to make money, of course. But it's, it's even worse than that than we can imagine, right, when it comes to that. And a lot of us say big pharma, big healthcare, all of these things, we, we understand to some degree that, yes, that is the way it is. And these businesses have so much control and power. 
one, we don't know how to change that. But two, we, a lot of us, including myself until recently, the past year, had no idea why it's even this way, you know? So we're going to chat about that. We are going to get into the nitty gritty of who and why the healthcare system and the medical world is the way it is today. But before we get to that, let's just start with medicine in general. So medicine for thousands of years has been a lot of different modalities. We've had herbalist, naturopathies, homeopathy, holistic practitioners, chiropractic, people promoting, you know, herbs and all of these wonderful plants that Mother Nature and our planet has provided for us. And people have used them forever. They have used them for all kinds of different reasons. Um, how they discovered them, you know, we'll never really know. Was it somebody just trying it out? And then they're like, oh, wow, my uh, my ulcer feels better or <laughs> whatever. Obviously, they probably didn't have a word for it for that. But you get what I'm saying, right? So there were early medicine men, medicine women, shamans, uh, you know, like I said, herbalists, you know, early nutritionists, if you will, who realized and recognized the power of what this planet has provided us, right? Uh, There have been different types of healers, whether they were spiritual healers. We have chiropractic care that came up in the 1800s. Um, but there's always been some someone manipulating the bones in some way, and maybe there wasn't a name for it before then. But there's been all of these different types of healers out there. Now, there's been different types of medicine, and we've gone through some really weird time periods in medicine over the centuries. There were some weird things people doing, uh, you know, bloodletting, leeches, just some bizarre, you know, like putting holes in people's heads, uh, putting, uh, I saw uh, something recently about um, for headaches, there was a time that they thought, oh, let's put this big tin pot on your head and then I will take a big gong. I will, you know, bash the the outside of this um, metal bowl that's around your head and then I'll make your headache go away. That sounds horrible. That would make my head explode. But Point being is there's been some odd things too along the way, right? And some really frightening things from what we know now. You know, at one point they were prescribing mercury and lead, which of course now we know is toxic, but that wasn't even that long ago when they were doing that in the grand scheme of humanity, that is. Now those kinds of medicines, quote unquote medicines, were called heroic medicines And those were what the wealthy people were using. Wealthy people could hire, you know, these so-called doctors of the time, the medicine people of the time, to come and put leeches on their legs and, you know, do all of these very bizarre things, you know, barbaric really to us today. So the wealthy people were hiring those healers to come. But the the more poor people who couldn't afford those were using herbalists who charged less to nothing and used herbs and food. So that which earth has provided us. What doesn't really have, there's no price tag on it, you know. And again, they barely charged anything. You know, if it was because they felt like it was their duty, since they knew about it, that they wanted, they genuinely wanted to help someone, right? So they would come and 
maybe tell them help with their nutrition or with their food. Oftentimes back then, doctors would prescribe sunlight. They literally would prescribe getting out into the fresh air to people, you know. And you have to imagine back then too, uh, you know, living conditions were deplorable. Um, A lot of bad musky air, which, you know, fast forward to how we live today, the air quality is still not very good. It's it's bad in a different way, right? So now we have all these synthetic uh, fragrances and, you know, we live in these boxes that are made out of sheetrock and the paint is toxic, even though, you know, they'll claim that it's not. But, you know, it's in a different way. But again, going back to the doctors, they would prescribe things like that. They would prescribe different foods, uh, give people different tinctures, different teas um, to help with their ailments. So those were the things that people used. Again, different types of healing modalities that people had used for thousands of years. Again, there were also some really sketchy ones that seemed very frightening and not very effective. But nevertheless, there were lots of really good ways of healing and there was a a different focus on health at that time. Until a certain someone came around and decided that you could monopolize and patent medicine in a way to make lots of money. Lots of money. Lots and lots of money. And who is this person that I'm speaking about? John D. Rockefeller. Yes, it might come to a shock to some because... You normally don't think of Rockefeller as basically the the founder of modern medicine, but he is. Usually when we think of Rockefeller, we probably think of oil magnet, standard oil, which controlled 90% of the oil refineries in the U.S., America's first billionaire, perhaps, that comes to mind, or perhaps you think of him being the natural-born monopolist that he was. He literally was quoted saying, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. Hmm. Maybe this is why our education system is the way it is today. Not really encouraging critical thinking anymore. But anyways, that's a different topic. Intelligent people in general are more difficult to govern and to control. I mean, there's that, you know. So he's known for those things. So it's no wonder that he was involved in the medical establishment and wanted to monopolize it. So we'll start with how how it all went down, right? So around 1900, scientists discovered petrochemicals, which are derived from oil. Some of the first products at that time were plastics. That was some of the first things created from petrochemicals. But they also discovered that you could create drugs, chemicals to be used for the body. Um, Around the same time, scientists were starting to make groundbreaking discoveries with essential vitamins. So B1, 2, vitamin C, A, D, etc. So uh, then they, of course, decided that they wanted to create synthetic versions of these, right? Because this is what humans do. They want to make a fake version of everything. I mean, synthetic literally equates to fake, right? So with that, they also guessed that many of the drugs could be made from oil. So of course, Rockefeller, being the very smart man he was, 
I mean, a person doesn't become as wealthy as him by just being ruthless or greedy. (laughs) You know, you have to be smart too. He saw this as an opportunity to control and monopolize several industries all together, petroleum, chemical, and medical. And just like other products derived from petrochemicals, they can be patented and sold for very high profits. Anything that you can patent, you can make money, right? You can't patent, you know, a strawberry. You can't patent vitamin C, although people, you know, like I said, make synthetic versions and then they can patent it. Um, But anything in nature, you cannot patent. Like that is literally like the definition of an unpatentable thing is anything natural. Um, So at this time, like I said, there were a lot of different natural healing remedies and different doctors. At that time in the United States, about 50% of the doctors out there were practicing holistic medicine, literally what I do now, (laughs) Uh, and using the knowledge from Europe and Native Americans. Like I said, chiropractic, herbalist, homeopathy, naturopathy. Of course, there were some sprinkled in there that I'm sure, you know, were weird to some or didn't work. Um, so again, Rockefeller saw this as a opportunity. So he and his friend, Andrew Carnegie hired a contractor by the name of Abraham Flexner to go around the country and report on all the medical schools and hospitals. It's called the Flexner report in 1910. So they presented this to Congress, which showed that the medical institutions needed to be revamped or centralized, and also that what they were promoting was unscientific. So they were successful in getting 50% of the medical schools in America to close, and one of the largest smear campaigns ever to occur in human history began, which was on natural medicines and homeopathy. So they demonized them and mocked them. Some doctors were even jailed. I remember reading about this even before. I know some chiropractors were jailed. And they were successful in shifting the minds of the people that those ways of healing were bad, I guess, you know, and not effective, even though, again, well, many of them had been used for thousands of years. But of course, at that time, anything that was non-scientific was crackery because much like today, very obsessed with things that are scientific or not, even though there's plenty of things in this planet, in this world, in this universe that are not explainable or also difficult to study and difficult to do these double-blind placebo-controlled studies. But anyway, this all started the medical paradigm that we know today and the mantra being a pill for an ill. You take a pill, you have an ill, you take a pill, you know? You go to the doctor and they give you some medicine. So also at this time, so after that happened, you know, all the medical schools were closed, If you wanted funding from Rockefeller, which obviously he had lots of money to give and he wanted to because he wanted to encourage the medical schools to 
push his curriculum, which was teaching doctors about his drugs and what to prescribe. What to prescribe his patented drugs. So if you did not agree with his curriculum or want to do what, then you wouldn't get funding. You would not get funding. And now here we are 100 years later and it's basically what is the mindset, you know, that mindset has been effectively solidified. Many don't believe or even know about other options. And if they do, they too believe them to be quackery or unscientific. Doctors today have little to no training outside of the pharmaceutical world. There is no emphasis on preventative medicine and definitely not nutrition. Only 20% of the medical schools today offer any type of nutrition classes. And of that, 20%, the max is 20 hours. I often joke that I do that amount of nutrition studying in a week, but I honestly do and have. I mean, every week's different. But I mean, some weeks I've spent, especially when I was, you know, going to the holistic health school. And also before that, like trying avidly to heal myself. I mean, I, it was an insatiable appetite to learn all I could about nutrition and holistic health. So I would spend, you know, almost all day studying all different healing modalities, whether that be for, with food or different herbs, or, I mean, I have studied, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, again, something that has been used for thousands of years. Side note is, it's kind of funny. So Rockefeller, of course, didn't think that America, America wasn't good enough for him, right? He wants to, I mean, any true monopolist or any person of great wealth is going to try to extend to the world. Sound like somebody else, you know? Um, And so he went to China because he thought that that would be a good market and they wouldn't have it. It did not work out too well there. So that's good because so they still have in place their uh, traditional Chinese medicine. But a lot of these places, you know, have become more westernized. And with that comes all of the Western attributes, whether that is the way we eat. I mean, when you look at any culture out there that has become, you know, quote unquote, westernized. Uh, that means that they do everything like us. They want to dress like us. They eat like us. They have fast food restaurants like us. And what also increases is their disease like us because we are one of the most unhealthy uh, countries on the planet. So uh, again, under this cloak of philanthropy, you know, he used his money, his status, and his power to sway government and the people and medical schools in his favor. The current cost of medical care in the United States is rated number one, yet the quality is rated 37. That's just below Costa Rica. Our medical care system is run as a corporation. It's all about profits and keeping customers, aka patients, for coming back. I mean, again, I will say it a million times, I am not against Western medicine. But I think there could should be a conversion of the two. We should combine. There should be more emphasis on preventative lifestyle medicine as well as nutrition, for gosh sakes. I mean, but at the end of the day, when you have a country that is full of healthy people, what's going to happen to all of these corporations and these pharmaceutical companies? Well, their numbers are going to go down. If you have people who are nutritionally sound, 
which makes them happier and healthier, which also makes your mental health better. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a cycle. If you feel good, your mind's better. Also, I mean, if your gut health is in check, then your mind is in a better place. You're not going to have all these people on antidepressants because how many people are on those? It's one of the most prescribed drugs out there. Um, and there was a CEO of a pharmaceutical company years ago quoted at one of their retreats. So it was a company retreat. And he said that by 2030, he wanted to have almost the entire population in the United States to be on at least one of his drugs. He wanted that. He wants these people to be on these synthetic drugs that cause problems. They, they're not something that you want to take long term. You know? Again, I mean, in certain situations, for sure, it is amazing. We have, we have definitely, definitely progressed for acute things. But chronic health and maintaining chronic diseases has only gotten worse. We have more chronic disease. And these pills don't make them any better. They literally just cover up symptoms rather than addressing the issue and why it even occurred. You know, that pill for an L doesn't address the problem and why it happened. It just masks it often creating another problem, and then you have to take another pill for that one. So I really believe this episode um, is pretty relevant, sadly, because of the world we live in right now. But also considering, you know, uh, because we have another billionaire who is also seemingly hiding under the cloak of philanthropy. And we must realize the money that is being made for these drugs and vaccines is unfathomable. And if one can persuade the whole world, not just one country to take it, think of the profits. Think of that. Anyone who is invested in and promotes Monsanto, now owned by Bayer, you know, one of the most evil corporations to ever walk this planet, <laughs> is on my naughty list. I'm not going to trust you. And just because someone has a lot of money does not mean that they are God and they know everything. I think a lot of us sadly get, you know, starry-eyed from these uber-wealthy people. I mean, this it's just like with celebrities and famous people, you know. Why do we put these people on these pedestals? I don't know. I don't know why it is. But I certainly wish that would change. And I think people are waking up more. At least it seems that way in other countries. I don't really, I'm not really sure about America, sadly. <laughs> Anyways, that is the story of Rockefeller. <laughs> I hope that it just puts things in a different perspective, hopefully, you know, of where we are today and how this should and can change and it can but we need to rise up together and say that we're not going to have it anymore how has any revolution and any major change for the positive ever happened it's because the people the people got together 
We cannot give in. We can't give in to our human rights, our civil rights, and our health rights, which is basically what's happening right now. And we're just sitting idly by. We need to be more vocal about it and more open to listening to what others people have to say. We shut down. Some people shut down when you say anything that you know contradicts what they've been told on the television. Television is the perfect place for spreading propaganda. That's all it is. Why do you think they call them programs? You know? Because they're programming us. <laughs> they're programming us with whatever they want you to believe. You know, half of the commercials are pharmaceuticals. The other half are, are discussing food that's going to make you unhealthy. And then the rest in between, I suppose, are all of these superficial goods that you need to make you happy. But what we really need is connection. What we really need is to get out into nature and to enjoy our fellow humans and walk in the grass and smell the fresh air and just care more. Just care more about this place and take care of it better. And recognize that power does not equal intelligence and the powerful people, again, how did they become so powerful? It wasn't from them being kind. It wasn't from them being thoughtful and caring about the planet or caring about us. It wasn't. No, it was not. We need to stop being so easily persuaded by these talking heads on our television screens or computer screens. But we need to spread this message far and wide. If you want to take that pharmaceutical or that drug, then fine. That is your choice. But we should be given choices, and we're not. We're not given other choices. We're not given other information. We're not given other options. Because they're, they don't know them. The doctors don't know them. And even if the doctor does know them, they get in trouble for promoting it. Whether by their overseer of their hospital administration, whoever it is. And it's more difficult now than ever before for a doctor to go out on their own. If you want to start your own practice and be a one-man show, they make it virtually impossible. Just the insurance alone or whatever, whatever hoops you have to jump through make it so difficult. Because they want you, they want the doctors to also be like the rest of us, which are slaves. They want us to be indebted to them. They want us to be under their thumb so they can control everything which they have been successfully doing. Of course, I'm not saying every single hospital is like this, but the majority is. The majority is run this way. But again, we need to spread this message and people need to understand what has happened, what is happening, and know that I truly believe that we can make a change and we can shift the pendulum to the other side or just to the middle, for gosh sakes. Like I said, we can have both. There can be a converging of the two. Western medicine, traditional medicine, whatever you want to call them. Holistic medicine, preventative. If we want to truly heal our people, because I know the, major the majority of, of Americans in the world want to, of course. However, the powers that be are making a lot of money off of us. But we cannot let them continue to control us this way. 
This is not okay. Not only is it harming us, it's harming our planet. The way we're living is harming our planet. If we can change our lifestyles, if we are educated on how to change our lifestyles and given the opportunity to, because gosh knows it's of course more difficult in certain areas and and in certain socioeconomic situations, which they keep those people, of course, you know, in control, under their control because they're they have no options for food. They're not educated on what they should be eating and they live in food deserts. So anyways, that's another subject, of course. But I I can see the light. I really can. Some days I get down about it and I feel a little helpless and like what I'm doing isn't making a difference. But, you know, as I've tried to say, it's even if you help one person or two people or three people, whatever it is, If you're helping an individual, then you're making a difference, right? And just by you and me trying to live our lifestyle, our lives in a in a positive way, you know, is admitting light outward, right? It radiates out from you. So I'm gonna leave it on that positive note because I do have. I have hope. We have to, you have to, humanity has to have hope. We all have to, you know, that's it. That's the only way humanity has kept going this long anyways, right? <laughs> if we were all hopeless, then we would have all been doomed long before. I do still have hope. Some days I might not say that, <laughs> but today I am hopeful. I am hopeful for change and I am hopeful that we can shift this planet and shift the control from these humans. Because they're not helping anyone but themselves. I want to give a shout out to some people who, uh, some authors that provided a lot of this information to me. Chris Canthon, Hans Roosh, and then Morris Beal, who is probably not alive right now. But he was a former editor of the old Washington Times and Herald who deep dived into the subject back in the 30s after he read an expose, two exposés that were shattering called The Drug Story and The House of Rockefeller. When he started learning about this, he wanted to share it and write his own expose on the subject, but could not get it published. This was the beginning of censorship already in America. So he started his own publishing company, to write his book, The Drug Story, a factological history of America's drug cartel, which was published in 1949. I would love to get my hands on this book, as well as the exposés that he had originally read, uh, The Drug Story and House of the Rockefellers. But naturally, they are hard to come by (laughs) because... Even those, I think, were either self-published or you had to get in the mail. Like, you had to do a mail order. (laughs) You know, nobody wants to rock the boat. They don't want to be, they don't want to be the ones who get in trouble when you're trying to expose a group of people or a system that has so much control and power. And who knows, maybe this will get censored. I don't think I have enough followers or listeners, I mean... I have quality, 
obviously, quality over quantity, right? I have quality listeners, but I don't have crazy numbers. Like I'm not, I don't, knock on wood, I don't think I'm going to get censored by, you know, like Joe Rogan or something, obviously. Um, but who knows? I don't know if they have bots out there listening to certain keywords if, you know, if it'll get shut down. But either way, I'm putting it out there and I'm happy about that. Speak your truth, man, right? Speak your truth. Don't hold it in. And we need the only way to fight tyranny and oppression is to speak up. I mean, even if you risk, you risk it all, you know. I, I mean, I think that's kind of the American mindset in general. But we're given a lot of false information right now. And it seems pretty obvious to me. Turn that freaking mainstream media off. Turn it all off, honestly. Just go outside. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah. I need to take my own advice more often. <laughs> it is overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. All of this information is overwhelming to me. Uh, and it can feel, it can feel a little lost. Like, what can you do? You know, this has been going on for 100 years. People are still under this, you know, brainwashed paradigm that was created by someone who was a monopolist <laughs> and wanted to make lots of money. I mean, that's so messed up. Even when they knew that their drugs caused problems, you know. Anyways, I am done for the day. This is it. Maybe I'll do a follow-up after I get my hands on some of those exposés. I'm going to try to find them. Uh, if you find it, let me know. I'm going to search it on DuckDuckGo. Don't use Google anymore, y'all. I use My search engine is DuckDuckGo. Um, Google is very censored. The top articles are going to be what they want you to see just like a lot of the other uh, search engines. So DuckDuckGo apparently isn't like that right now. So my husband says, and he is a tech wizard, as I call him, or as I just called him, a, a tech guru, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> don't use Google anymore. Uh, and yeah, be sure to like, subscribe, and share, my friends. I think this is this is a good one. I, I want more people to to know about this, you know? And as always, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day and weekend. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Be sure to uh, follow me on Instagram and reach out. I would love to connect with more of you. And until next time, my friends. Be kind out there, spread the light, and peace and plants. <laughs>